0: Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4. Episode 62, as uh, the New York Rangers have some interesting news for next season, and we will get into the Eastern and Western Conference Final, if you even really want to call it that. It seems like it's just a buy round So uh, yeah, I'll start the podcast like I always do. Andy, how are
0: you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Uh, nice day off from work, a surprise day off, so plenty of errands to get done and just plenty of relaxation to do. Uh, and I accomplished both which is always nice especially with the weather was pretty nice out today although it's been raining for the last little bit here but the rest of the week's supposed to be beautiful going into uh, Memorial Day weekend so uh, yeah I'm doing doing good not as uh, can't say the same for uh, either the Dallas Stars or the Carolina Hurricanes but I am doing good.
1: Yeah I mean that's Shocking, I mean, for it to not even be a series on either side. Uh, right now, as we're recording this, the Florida Panthers are up 2-1 to one against the Carolina Hurricanes. So, uh, yeah, it, it'll be, uh, it looks like, uh, barring a miracle here by either Carolina or the Dallas Stars, we're looking at a Florida Panthers versus the uh, uh, Vegas Golden Knights Stanley Cup final. I, I guess we could start there, Andy, uh, yeah. since we're already into it. I mean... I mean, it, it's we've already covered our emotions and our feelings uh, about each series, but like, let's just, I mean, if you want to preview the matchup matchup real quick as of right now, um,
0: what are your feelings? Um, it's tough. Honestly, I think that it's, I, 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 don't know if I, it's hard for me to see that series. Although I've been saying that about the last few series, I've been wrong, but, I can't see either team ro- rolling over at this point. I mean, obviously Bobrovsky playing out of his mind, which is helping a big reason the cats are on the heater they're on right now. Uh, but just the you could tell they want it. You can tell the way the uh, F- Florida forwards are skating. They're just it, it almost it. It almost feels like they're playing with house money. I don't think they feel any nerves at all. You know what I mean? It's just the longer this has gone, the success has gone on for them since uh, coming back in what was that game three or four against the game four against the Bruins, right? Yeah. They've literally just, it's almost like all the fear, the fear of losing just kind of left their left the team. They just, they're just, uh, they push offense all the time. They have all the confidence in work in the world in Bobrovsky and net. Uh, they're throwing big hits. You know, Sam Bennett just absolutely rocked uh, Slavin behind the net. He went to the dressing room. I'm not sure if he came back. I haven't seen that yet. But, uh, yeah, it's it. But at the on the other side of the coin, I mean, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are also playing extremely physical as well, and they're extremely disciplined and even when they're down a goal i think we were talking about on the last podcast you just don't you're not worried about them getting the equalizer you know what i mean even if they get scored on first and if they score if you they score more than 2 on you they can are actually they can lock it down you know what i mean and it's over so it'll definitely be interesting i don't i, I can't imagine it's going to be as one sided as any of the two contests we're seeing right now and the funny thing is that with this playoffs in general it's just some of the results are so bizarre But I think it's uh, this is like the one Stanley Cup playoffs where it's like you got to throw out the analytics. It's just who's good at the right time. And a lot of it is going to be styles make fights. It's like, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes had a harder time with the Islanders than the Devils, but are now getting basically trounced by the Panthers. Uh, the panthers had a real tough time with boston or were, were able to get by them and now everyone's sleepwalking in the third round it's it's just kind of, it's just bizarre but it's it's fun it's a it just seems like th- those two t- teams are getting have so much momentum going into the cup final if if everything holds the way it is right now
1: yeah i definitely agree and i and to not to go back but i think it was game 5 where the panthers came back cuz they were down 3 games to 1 so it it just it's amazing that the Florida Panthers have had this much momentum and this much success. And it's not just them. Like I said, last podcast, it's not just them winning hockey games. It's their swagger and their ability to be like, okay, we're down a goal. Nope. No biggie. We'll, we'll we'll find a way to win. And then, you know, even if it's, you know, I mean, they're not really blowing anybody out, but they're just, they're just steady Eddie. And they're just, you know plugging along and if it goes to overtime all right we'll just grind this out and find a way to score and they get guys to step up in big moments and have big games and that's exactly you know the recipe that you, you need to succeed and you know you you mix that in with Bobrovsky having you know you know the best you know m- two months of his life as a goaltender it's unbelievable you know it, it's just he's on another planet right now. And that's exactly what the Florida Panthers needed. And, and if you go across to the West coast, it's, you know, the same thing for the the Vegas golden Knights. They just, nothing phases them. They're just in a zone. And, you know, Andy, you, you watch these two teams and you see how their ability to just not feel any pressure and just kind of play with confidence and whatever the hand is dealt, they make the best of it. It's like the total opposite of the New York Rangers. The Rangers if one thing doesn't go their way, it's like let's pack our bags and uh let's just pack it in here because there's not a chance we win. And yeah. and that's the that's the main difference. I mean, skill-wise and individual roster-wise, we match up. We're better than these teams, you know? <laughs> man for man. I'm confident in saying that.
0: Yeah. So, but, but yeah, it's just it's, a it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess the funny thing you say about both those teams is that lo and behold, they had something to prove. I mean, you look at the Rangers last year, coming out of the the change to Gerard Gallant and the whole they're too soft and they have to get tougher, and they had something to prove last year. And it wasn't always perfect, but they that kind of seemed to fuel them. That's why the whole "No Quit New York" thing came about in the first place. This year, it was not so much to prove it was. Well, it should have been something to prove, but it felt more like expectation than like having a chip on their, a burr in their saddle or something they felt they needed to prove to people and probably themselves. And they didn't have that this year and they fizzled out. Now you look at the Florida, uh, they barely made it in. What, they were the the eight seed basically. So we
1: thought like the team that you wanted to get the Carolina Hurricanes, you know, the Islanders got them and you know, you're, you're sitting there thinking, Like, man, oh, man, you know, Florida Panthers just played themselves out of the playoffs. You know, now they definitely don't have a chance. Well, man, jokes on us.
0: Jokes on us. Yeah. I mean, and they said, like, I think Chuck said, he's like, look, obviously, I understand people not picking them, but there's not a guy in that locker room who didn't think they could do it. And they did it. And then the we want Florida chance from Toronto. You know what I mean? They just every step of the way, they had to, to prove the haters and the doubters wrong. You know what I mean? And they did. And on the other side. You know, Vegas missed the playoffs last year, uh, with with all the injuries, and t- clocks a ticking for some of those guys, and they had something to prove. You know what I mean? It's like we can, you know, we're the best team in in the West. So, you know, it's just something as simple as that. It's like just having, you know, something to prove. Whether and that's individual for every team that makes it this far. You know, the Hurricanes is thus far are trying to prove that, hey doesn't matter that we're hurt or we don't have these many forwards. I mean, we're going to be an easy out. You know what I mean? So, but uh, yeah, like I said, we'll see if these, if the scores hold, but it seems like that's what it's shaping up to be is a uh, Knights uh, Panthers final.
1: Wild, And, you know, I think, you know, overall, if you're just a hockey fan, you're probably itching for this series to start. And it really is you know, an unstoppable force versus an immovable object, because you look at both of these teams and you're like, who's, who's going to fall apart here? Who, you know, who's going to crumble, who's going to crack, who's going to give up just game one. Like I'm so intrigued on in what game one would look like between these two teams. And, you know, I, you know, I guess Vegas would have the um, the home ice advantage. I, again, I don't even know if that's like, I feel like Florida is going to be like, all right, this is like a fucking vacation. Let's go to Vegas. Let's just have some fun. You know, let's just let's win a hockey game and let's get back home, like it. And then, you know, Vegas, I feel like it's almost the same thing. It's like, all right, like pack our suitcases, you know, let's bring our lunch pails to work and, and let's just get a, a W. And it, you look at both of these teams, and you know, it, nothing besides their mentality really sticks out. You know, they're getting big moments, uh, from big players, you know, each side, they're getting good goaltending, they're getting you know, just an overall solid performance, but, you know, I would have to say I'm a little bit more shocked with Vegas and Dallas than I am with Florida, Carolina. I feel like Carolina just injury wise is, is plagued. Um, I I thought they'd put up a better fight, but overall, you know, I, I was more worried about me rooting for Florida than I was for Florida actually having to play the Carolina hurricanes. Um, I thought, you know, my emotions might, you know, start to dictate, you know, who wins here. Um, Vegas and Dallas. I'm just shocked. Are you shocked that Dallas just kind of rolled over and, and kind of died? Um, would Ve- you make it
0: game three? I don't know if you saw any of the highlights. I saw there. highlights. I mean, you know what it is. I will say, I, I'm, I think I'm not. I'm not. Sh- I think I'm shocked at the way their confidence fell apart when things started not going their way. I mean. They've taken some really stupid, untimely penalties. Obviously, the Ben thing in and of itself is kind of the summation of that. But it's just a lot. It's just a lot of that. Just when getting I thought when they score first, they looked like they were playing looser. They didn't have their I thought they didn't put their foot on the gas. I thought, you know what I mean? When they they had momentum. Uh you know i just thought there was a lot of dumb ticky tacky stuff they didn't have to be a part of or they instead of they should have just focused on getting back to their game and moving the puck with a purpose up the ice and they just weren't doing that you know what i mean so and i i just think that's honestly what impresses me the most about the knights is that they just play the same way and it's just a very well-contained system they already are always have their support it's not it's and they're you know their play style it's not exa- it's not really like they're not as high octane as as the the cats are, but it's just they there's almost five guys in the picture all the way up the ice. You know what I mean? And they have options. They can move it back. They move it back to the blue line so well to get their shots through. And I think it really suits their fo- forwards. I think Stone and Eichel are so good at. Just being making themselves available on the boards to get shots through, like you just get it back to your defenseman, and then they kind of do that half curl on the boards, and they both make themselves available. It's just they, they ever, they're just well coached, and that's a, obviously that's credit to Bruce Cassidy, but um, it's it's a little bit different than the Cats, but I just thought that when Dallas has been successful in this series, or, or they have they're cooking, like you know, it's when they're doing you know when they're playing their game, but. It's just too few and far between. And the second they face a little bit of adversity, their game seems to fall apart and their tempers seem to flare too, which is not helping them.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny. You, you didn't like, I feel like you haven't liked Dallas from the
0: beginning and you well, know, you know, what it is James. It's I'm a, a, as a Rangers fan, they remind me too too much of yeah. the Rangers. If that makes me sense. They have yeah, moments of brilliance. They have a bunch of on paper. They have a bunch of good players. They have a, a stalwart defenseman on the back end. Uh, and when they want to make offense happen, they can. But then sometimes I just see the, them kind of standing around waiting for things to happen. I'm like, that's the New York Rangers. That's why it's kind of it seems like suspect to me. You know what I mean? They're basically Rangers West. I've said that this forever. Yeah, no, you have. And I mean, this is like,
1: yeah, I, this is like I could absolutely see the Rangers doing this. I mean, the Rangers basically did this against the Devils, but they sh- the difference was they decided to show up you know uh for a few of those games so you know it again it's it's just you know this is why the NHL playoffs is so you know it's just so fun to watch and just intriguing always every single year you just never know what will happen I mean last year obviously the script was kind of written and everybody knew it was Colorado's time and you know you know what's actually interesting speaking of Colorado not to change the subject completely but um the Nuggets, obviously, in the NBA final this year, the Avalanche, you know, won the Stanley Cup last year. I didn't even realize that they're what is going on there locally where they can't even watch their team on TV. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't. Well, apparently their games. I mean, listen, this was on the radio and I was listening to it. But the Nuggets and the Avalanche are blacked out for their home games. Now, I guess a deal was struck with the network to air the Nuggets games this playoffs because I think they saw the writing on the wall that this team could win a championship and the network didn't want to seem like the bad guy. So they figured out a deal, but I had no idea that like Avalanche games are just blacked out in Colorado along with Nuggets games during the regular season, I would guess. I mean, once the playoffs happen, I would imagine the national networks pick it up and you can obviously watch it then, but It's just shocking that, you know, you you think Denver is, you know, sports town. And I guess that I don't I don't know if their lack of support or just I don't know. I guess the the other what I'm what I'm leaving out here is the alternative for them to watch it. I guess they can buy Fubo TV or one of the streaming networks. If you have cable, you cannot watch the Nuggets or the Avalanche. Just shocking. Just a little side note here. Just shocking,
0: though. I mean, yeah, that's that's not good if that's what's going on, you know what I mean? So yeah. A, yeah. Probably should get that sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when Just... both, both
1: of these teams are, are peaking, you know? Yeah. One thing if they're, you know, going 20 and 60 in the regular season. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, off the top of your head right now, obviously we'll get into it more as the, uh, Stanley cup approaches, but you know, if, You had to, you know, throw down, you know, 20 bucks right now on on a winner between Florida and uh, Vegas. Who would you pick right now going into the Stanley Cup final?
0: Oh, man, it's that's tough because. I think on paper. On paper, I might like Vegas a little bit more, but the way the Panthers are playing and Bobrovsky's going. uh, Yeah. It is funny you say what you just. It's said. Tough. It's tough. It's
1: I kind of feel the same exact way. Yeah,
0: I, I think the thing is, it's like, do I think? Which I think one team, if I think the Panthers, if one if the wheels could fall off of one team, it would be the Panthers. I don't I think agree. the wheels will fall off Vegas if they lose. They can lose, but if they lose, it's not going to be like total collapse. No answers, abandon their game. It's just because they just got beat and they weren't, just this, weren't good enough. You know what the, I mean? I Blops.
1: absolutely agree with you, and hundred, like a hundred percent, seeing those scenarios. I could see Vegas losing those big games by you know with Kachuk scoring in overtime, or just they score a late goal on the power play. Like th- that's how I feel like Vegas is going to lose. But I do feel like Vegas could blow out the Panthers if Bobrovsky comes back down to earth. Or they just don't get, you know, they just don't get going offensively. I could, I could see Vegas blowing out the Panthers, but I can also see the Panthers just grinding out wins and, you know, stepping up in big moments and, and scoring big goals, uh, to, you know, to win them the game. So, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts. Uh, but if I had to bet twenty bucks, or if we're, you know, betting at Chipotle against each other, I would probably have to say the Vegas Golden Knights are my pick to win the Stanley Cup.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's damn, it's so tough. I want it, the Panthers, but well, I, I mean, I, what it what makes me happy is that that's a, that's a first cup for either franchise. So, um, I think I want the Panthers because I just know that's a that franchise has been through a lot, and you kind of look at the shenanigans going on now in Arizona, and how you think about at what point would a cup maybe have helped them. In terms of their stability, whereas you could see there is an appetite down there for for hockey. I mean, I think that what they were saying—the attendance in the building was pat. Pe- pe- there was more people in the building than were there supposedly max attendance. Just people just finding ways to get in the building. You know what I mean? But uh, it, yeah. I mean, I want that. My heart says the Panthers, but my head says the Golden Knight, uh, and I've been wrong in both of those avenues of my life at various times. So we'll see which one wins out. Yeah. Uh, all right. On to, should we do, let's, let's,
1: let's do some New York Rangers. since Hell this yeah. is the Rangers podcast. Uh, I think the biggest news that has come out, um, is the MetLife stadium, uh, stadium series games. Uh, we'll have the New Jersey Devils and the, uh, Philadelphia Flyers and you'll have the New York Rangers and New York Islanders. So, I guess, you know, this happened in February, so it's going to be, you know, in the midst of winter. Your thoughts, Andy?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, obviously hearkening to the stadium series a few years ago where, uh, the Rangers, Devils and Islanders kind of all played a series of games against each other. Um. Although did the did the Devils and the Islanders ever play each other at the Stadium no, the, Series? They the only Rangers the Rangers played, played twice. twice, and then the other two teams played once, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So, the second I heard that, I was like, obviously the Rangers are going to get a new outdoor jersey for this of some sort. Um. <laughs> although, and I, which we'll see. I mean, obviously the Rangers are technically have to be the away team, but that didn't stop them from having a, a navy jersey at the Winter Classic against the well, Sabers a few years ago. The Rangers are playing the
1: Islanders, so I,
0: Rangers might be the home team. Well, no, well, I'm saying well, all, uh, for uh, for the purposes of of the of their contract with or their, uh, you know, the lease is what if the Rangers ever play anywhere they have to technically be the away team. So the only way that would really it would really affect it is like the last change and everything they don't get um but like they'll still play the goal horn it doesn't really I guess jerseys really make, won't matter right they'll have No because like I said the Rangers uh at at the stadium series they had the white Yankees style jersey and then um when they uh, at the Winter Classic uh, against Buffalo they had an throwback I I will be interesting to see what they come up with jersey-wise. I think they should should do a play on the... They've already done the the really old Rangers to death, so I think it's kind of about time they just do something different. It'll be interesting to see if they try to do like a New York Giants-type tribute. Yeah. Yeah, the Islanders do a little Jets tribute. Well, the Devils could do a Jets tribute, I guess, technically. Although it's a New York team. Tech- I know it's they play in Jersey, but it is the New York, you know, so... Um, but well, I guess, yeah, it'll be interesting. It would just, uh, it'd be funny if the Rangers had a blue jersey that just in the Giants font just said Rangers, you know what I mean? That
1: would be, that would be pretty wild. Uh, yeah, no, you haven't, you know, man, I don't
0: know. I got the, uh, what the, the brain cells firing trying to think.
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't even know what I, you know, just. Whatever it is, I feel like I'm going to be disappointed. So I'm. Well, here's my next question: Do you have any plans to go to this game? Well, all right. I, I think everyone knows what my thoughts are on the outdoor games. They're they they are miserable. Like they're just not fun to attend. Um, I think people go to it just so they can put up a reel or a photo on social media they're not, they're not a fun experience. There's just no way you go to one of these games and you enjoy yourself more than just being at the, you know, the garden or Prudential Center or, or, you know, or UBS arena. There's just no way in hell that you, that, that happens. So again, I'm, but then I was thinking this February was pretty, the weather was pretty mild. I go, maybe it'd be like enjoyable if you can go early and, you know, drink and make it like a, a football experience. Like, that would be really cool. Uh, yeah, but overall, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm not sold on these outdoor games. Like, the, it's a spectacle. I'm surprised, like, it's still, I don't know if it's as big, or I'm just surprised that, like, the NHL keeps pushing to put more outdoor games on. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't have plans to go at all. Uh, I don't think you could even get me there if you gave me tickets. Um, but yeah, I, again, I don't know. It's just, I don't want to be like the party pooper, but I have been to the one at Yankee stadium. I've been to the Rangers first flyers back in the day at, at, uh, the Phillies stadium. They just, I mean, both times it was fun. The first time the second time was miserable. We left early. We actually hung out in the bathroom more than we did watching the game. It was just not a fun experience. So, um,
0: Yeah, are you, like, interested in going? So, I went to the Winter Classic against Buffalo. It is the coldest experience of my entire life. And I've been to some cold places. Uh, Our beers were exploding, because they were frozen on the inside. Just beer cans exploding all over the place. It was so cold. Uh, And when the Rangers... I believe the Rangers were ahead and then Buffalo tied it up to go to overtime. And I was saying, if the Rangers do not win this game, this might be the, the literally the worst day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily they won. Uh, Miller won, JT Miller won in overtime. Uh, and obviously that was really cool. Uh, which made it, it was like the, the OT goal was the coolest part of the experience, obviously. But again, I still retroactively, it's like I did it. It's not like, and my memories of it aren't that fond. I actually, you know, my friends that went to the stadium series a few years ago actually seemed to have, it wasn't as cold. It was still cold, but even, you know, they said they seemed to have fonder memories of that. Um, I think a lot of it really depends on the setup. Uh, I think a baseball stadium is not the best for hockey just because no, some of the not. sight lines it's, are far. A yeah. uh, football stadium should supposedly be better because it's in the round, and it should be even no matter kind of where you're sitting. That's the only thing that, like,
1: interests me is I just feel like it it will be a better atmosphere. So, but the, the, the fact that it's February, you're just going to be freezing outside. But then, like, a part of me is like, you know, it, it better be, like, is it a Saturday at 1 o'clock? you know, game, or are we talking about, you know, are they going to do the whole Sunday at 1 p.m.? You know, it, it just, I don't know. I really don't, I don't, I don't know how this is going to be done. You know, I would hope that both games are at 1 p.m., just so that the sun is, you know, shining, you know, the most intensely at that time during February, so it's not yeah. as bad, but, um yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I don't want to say 100% I'm out because there's a part of me that's like maybe you should just experience this, but I it's I don't I, it's probably not going to happen for me. So I'm more interested in the jersey
0: now that you brought that up. Uh I do have another question. Sure. Do you think it was a mistake to have the islanders play the rangers and the devils play the flyers and not have the rangers play the devils and the islanders play the flyers um or do you think they're trying to hedge their bets with the devils being on the on the rise and a more competitive team to draw eyeballs to it it's better to spread those two teams out i'd say it's better i'd say it does
1: Listen, is it a better game to have the Rangers Devils without a doubt? But I also see what the NHL did there. It, you got two intriguing games. I th- I think you're
0: going to get a really good. Instead of one intriguing game and one who gives a crap game, it's like you get two intriguing games out of it. But it would also be weird if Islanders were playing Philly. That is true. The Obviously, Philly's involvement in this whole thing. I Although I sort of understand it, it's still kind of strange.
1: Yeah, it's, but you know, I think they're trying to capture maybe the like the like the Giants, Jets, yeah, well, and and then like the Eagle, like you know, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't, again, it it just I I completely agree with what the NHL did. You know, they they do screw things up, but instead of having one, you know, a must see game, you're having two games that are going to be really entertaining. Rangers obviously will always draw a crowd. Um you know, you'll get the Highlander fans, obviously, out there. And then, you know, Devils, you know, Flyers, I think, will be – or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Devils, Flyers will, will also be drawing a crowd, considering Philly is just so close to MetLife. So, yeah, uh, I'm just trying to think, Andy, if there's another alternative or if Boston was involved. I, I almost think, like, if you had, you know, Rangers, Boston, Devils, Islanders, that might be better.
0: But then Philly is
1: just so close. You yeah, it's just so out.
0: close. So I get I I mean, listen, I, I get why it's Philly because. Yeah, no, drive, I absolutely it might be. It, it's technically it might be easier drive from Philly than it is from Long Island. for I Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So so I get it. Um, But yeah, you know, I guess we'll also see the state of the Philadelphia Flyers. Next season, if they can take any step forward, just getting a little bit healthier, and you know their first year under uh, Keith uh, Jones is their new president. Uh, yeah, I, I really do think
1: Jersey wise, though, it could be a really bad eyesore if they have like a, a bright
0: orange. I just feel like orange and, and red. Clashing. Well, the devil, the Devils will wear, uh, will wear their red jerseys, I assume, and then the Flyers will wear some white and black thing you know although yeah. i guess
1: it technically go they go the opposite way i can just see them like where it'll be weird i bet you, you know, what's like I know what's gonna happen i know what's gonna happen
0: the devils are gonna wear all white jerseys Yeah, that are gonna have red trim around the, the the devil's logo and like red like red stripes it's gonna be a really weird deal this is my this is my uh my too far out prediction right now okay uh yeah and then the flyers will wear some sort of black jersey with big orange blocks on it
1: oh see i'm okay so my prediction would be i agree with you the devils are going to be in all white um and then i think the flyers will be it'll look like a creamsicle out there you'll have flyers (laughs) in all orange
0: uh yeah orange pants orange jersey orange socks yep absolutely very little striping I am curious,
1: though, what the Islanders will do. The Rangers will do something so not fun. It'll just be very plain. Um, I can see them doing like, you know, doing something just really basic. Just, oh, oh they yeah. changed
0: the shade of blue, you know. It's like the same uh re- reverse retro jersey they'd done two years in a row. And yet they just changed the, the blue color slightly yeah perfect and then like like, oh
1: my god this is what people are gonna love this yeah what Uh, do you think the islanders do though uh
0: fishermen Mm. the fishermen's vogue now again
1: yeah i feel like they might change it up a little bit
0: it it'd be there the every islanders logo that is not the original logo is Upsetting to the eyes I'm It's just up. so I really bad love right now. I mean their stadium series jersey A few years ago was an offense To the sartorial hockey gods uh, Obviously the black Jerseys they wore in Brooklyn Same thing I hope they, The NHL doesn't go down that road Like what's like, like- the, that third jersey the Islanders wore for a while, like pretty early in the Tavares, Elk Poso, uh, Matt Molson era. It was like, it was such a I I can remember it fondly. It was so bad, like silver on the, the caps. It was just so bad. Uh, they've had, the Islanders have some bad jerseys. I mean, luckily for them, they have one of the, the best classic jerseys. And I say that as a Rangers fan, yeah, come at me, whatever. But uh, yeah, every alternative jersey the Islanders have ever done has been awful. I almost wish they would like go full, like the I- old Islanders, like like uh, Brian Bellows, like fucking the wave jersey, fisherman jersey, with the where the font on the the back is all like you know like on a wave. Really? Yeah, go yeah, yeah go go full Ziggy Ziggy Palfy, like you know, uh, do it, you know that'll be that'll be cool. Let's face it, with coffee starting at five dollars even without the customizations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality, sound, and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy-now, pay-later options, and right now you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee they offer 2 years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping, and they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Plus, their earbuds have features such as earbud tap functions, customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear call quality, water and sweat resistance, and more. Go to buy Raycon dot com slash THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buy Raycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off buyrayconcom Raycon.com slash THPN. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. You can check lines and odds for upcoming games at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and pick the bet that fits you best. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877 8 Hope, New York, or text Hope, New York. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus most in eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See draftkingscom sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources it would be fun if you did that's oh, like
1: um like i think the islanders and jets are definitely more together like like i'm trying to think of like an old jet logo that they could like incorporate into their
0: into their uh you know i don't know it's obviously hard being you know purple and blue and then being uh green and, and gray i guess but yeah well do you think they make pay homage
1: to like the old titans of the you know the titans when oh
0: were, maybe when the jets were blue and yellow potentially i guess i don't know we'll see it's gonna it's whatever it is we're talking about it's gonna be way worse you just know it <laughs> for all three teams they're just gonna be bad yeah
1: Or do like, you know, the regular Islander logo, but except make it like the background set of a perfect circle. It is the shape of the football, like kind of have the Jets have.
0: Oh, you know Uh, what? Honestly, I think you cracked it. Thank you. That's good. Yeah, you cracked it. Just leave everything the same instead of a circle, make it an oval like the Jets football.
1: And I think Uh, you do do something cool. You can even change, you know, mess with the font of of
0: New York a little bit
1: or something. But, you know, other than that, I think it's that's there you go.
0: There you go. And especially because you've had a lot of Jets show up at Islanders playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. And like Justin Tuck is like at every meanwhiles at every Ranger game and all that. So. Yeah. Uh, Brennan Othman and the Peterborough Peets won the OHL championship a, a scant few days ago, punching their ticket to the Memorial Cup. Uh, Brennan Othman had a, an excellent OHL championship run for them. So yeah, now gets to win. So wins one trophy for the, uh, the trophy case. He's already got two world junior, uh, championship golds, and now he's got a chance to win a Memorial cup. Um, obviously that's be the Peterborough with, uh, uh, would be facing off against, uh, the Quebec ramparts, host, uh, hosted coached by Patrick wah. Um, which I know we spoke about our last (laughs) podcast, uh, and, uh, the host was a Cologne is the host, right? It's the Kelowna rock rockets this year. Um, yeah, it would, it's basically going to be those three teams and then the, uh, Seattle Thunderbirds. So those four teams facing off in the Memorial cup, but, uh, yeah, Brennan Othman had a monster, uh, run to win the OHL championship with the Pete's. So uh, it would be interesting to see, uh, if he can, You know, this is probably his last. I would imagine this is definitely his last. He's got nothing else to prove. This will be his last go around in the OHL. So it'd be pretty uh, fitting if he can win a Memorial Cup. But um, yeah, I don't know. James, did you get to watch, see any clips or anything or watch any of the games? I saw
1: uh, I saw one of the clips. But, you know, I I think you're 100 percent right. Like this is the last, you know, hurrah for him. I don't I don't know if he's a definite for the New York Rangers roster next year, but there's something about this kid winning that really makes me think like as much as, you know, as much as it is skill wise to make that leap, there's gotta be something mentally with this kid where he is a champion at everything he does. And I kind of like that. Um, not to say that, you know, we're going to win the Stanley cup if we put this kid on, in our, on, on our team. But, you know, if the kid is mentally feels like there's this is it, like I'm ready to, you know, be a part of the NHL. I I just hope there there is a swagger to him. And it does kind of sound like there is.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, first of all, just quick addendum. I I believe I said Kelowna Rockets. That's wrong. It's the Kamloops Blazers as the host team this year. So my mistake. I got my case mixed up. Uh, But that being said, yeah, in uh, Brandon Othman was an absolute pest (laughs) like he usually is just. But uh, I've been really impressed with just his commitment off the puck and just uh, back checking. and yeah, he takes he's so good at drawing penalties by being a scumbag, which is something the Rangers desperately need. Um, you know, watching him, he finds ways to be effective, which is tremendous. I still, the skating worries me slightly, although it looks like he's at least made some really good strides in that department and I think a lot of it will just kind of have to deal with him getting bigger and stronger. Luckily he, he just, just seems to have that thing where he's putting himself in good spots, regardless. It doesn't seem like he's chasing the game around too much. Um, and yeah, I mean, just with that, uh, that top line with him, uh, you know, Avon and, and Avery Hayes is just uh, an absolute nightmare for any team to deal with. So uh, they have a very good chance to, uh, to win the Memorial cup, but um, yeah, he'll be heart preferred bound next season. Uh, I know there's already Rangers fans for cap purposes, putting penciling him into the starting roster. I don't I still don't think that's going to happen. But uh, especially I think how considering how gun shy the Rangers might be with feeling like they've rushed their (laughs) prospects for the last few years. So but who knows? Maybe maybe he has an excellent, you know, an undeniable camp and there's not much you can do. I mean, Um, but we'll see, I guess. But uh, yeah, first things first for him. He's got to win a Memorial Cup. And, you know, obviously,
1: speaking of prospects, I think we all know or, you know, heard the news that or read the news that uh, Kraftstoff, who is technically no longer a New York Ranger, but I feel like it's very appropriate to cover, uh, signed a two-year deal in the K. Oh, God, Andy. Go back
0: to Tractor Chelyabinsk? Yeah. What What are your, what's your, are you shocked? Uh, no. I mean, unfortunately. It's you know you can say this I mean I, I will say this Kraftsov was always a boomer bust type of prospect pick for whoever picked him cuz obviously even coming into the draft he was an offensive player with like he was either going to be like a Evgeny Kuznetsov type player or he was just going to miss so that's not exactly the it's not so much that he didn't pan out is the problem. It's just the fact that with all, the Rangers have had so many basically lotto tickets and it just keep striking out. You know what I mean? And you do have to wonder, I mean, at a certain point it's like, you know, Kraft's was a, a little bit different story, not a consensus pick and same thing with Leah Sanderson, but with just the amount of the staggering inability of the Rangers to convert and hit on their first rounders, is it? Yeah, it makes you wonder. Is it really their fault, or were they just not developed properly? Because it's like, what's the common factor there? It's either you somehow, more, and let's, which is definitely possible, which is then becomes more an indictment on the Ranger scouting. But um, yeah, you either miss on all these picks, or you just, or like all these picks were going to bust no matter what, and you just picked so horribly wrong, or you just didn't develop them properly. It's honestly, like most things that are complicated, there's probably a bit of both there. You know what I mean? But Yeah. Um uh yeah, Craftsoff I mean didn't do much once after getting traded to uh trade to Vancouver and it's just but it's just the thing is that he had like on paper, he had the skills needed. You know what I mean? Like there's no It was a will problem. It wasn't a skill problem. He was fast enough to skate at an NHL level. You know, he it's like he had enough puck skills. We saw him make some passes and things happen. But the one time in his life, he almost had momentum. The Rangers then just basically, you know, they fucked it up. (laughs) You know, David Quinn clearly hated him. Chris Drury clearly just didn't like him. Apparently well, that- it's, it's come out now that he was not Drury originally was not. We've heard about when Drury was the GM of heart for some of the harsh tense conversations those they've both sides parties have had and also apparently he was not in favor of picking uh, apparently in the off draft uh he had a you know his own ideas about who should have got picked that spot and lo and behold right after the, since then Nick Bobrov uh, has been uh a few seasons now was released as the head of European scouting. You know, coming off of the Leah Anderson and Kraftsoff, uh debacles, so you know it just unfortunately it seemed like after getting picked, there was there it it wasn't it was clear it wasn't wasn't going to go the way the Rangers wanted it when they had selected him. But instead of maybe salvaging the situation by by teaching coaching him into at least a serviceable NHLer, even if he was a third liner, uh, they just once again they just couldn't they just couldn't get the, the failure of their own failings. Honestly, they couldn't get out of their own way and get that, that out of their mindset. You know what I mean? So.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely think it's a little bit of both, you know, uh, obviously we've seen the history with the New York Rangers and, you know, <laughs> development or lack thereof. And, you know, I just think that, you know, it's weird. Cause I do feel like, listen, <clears throat> the New York Rangers are one of the, you know, original six franchise. I think there's, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, you know, pressure on some of these younger kids to come in here and be impactful. And when there's a little bit of buzz about you and you're a first round pick, I think there's a little bit more pressure on you than, you know, say a kid that that's going, you know, first round to the Arizona Coyotes or, you know, I'll even say this, even Jack Hughes going to the Devils. I just feel like there's a bigger spotlight on some of these players that come to New York And I think there's high expectations and it's not for everybody. And I do think, you know, the, for the Rangers, it's not just about taking the best player available. You got to take the best player available that you think can mentally handle the pressures of New York living in, you know, the biggest city in the world. And just, you know, and, you know, again, at the end of the day, it's really, it's, 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 it's a different, it's a different animal here. You know, I'll say the same thing for Toronto. It's like the pressure here is more than anywhere in sports. And, you know, you got to live up to the expectation. And I think, you know, I know hockey is not football or basketball or, you know, even baseball, but at the end of the day, you got to have a swagger to you. You have to be able to, um, you know, come here and understand that, there is a pressure that is not dealt with anywhere else in the league. So, um, yeah, again, you know, it's definitely both sides. I mean, it it is, you know, it's, it's scouting, it's the players being, you know, maybe a little bit more fragile. But overall, I think if you look at the New York Rangers and their, you know, lack of development and it just feels like every time, you know, they jump, you know, you know, Or, you know, every time the Rangers say jump, these players are just like, well, instead of saying how high they're like, well, I don't want to jump right now. You know, it's just like, it's always a fucking friction, uh, scenario. So yeah, uh, that's enough mumbling out of me. What, uh, what are your thoughts on, well, I'll say this going into the draft this year, what do you think? And Rangers do have a first round pick. What do you, what do you expect uh, and how the new york rangers will handle this this first round pick
0: like if they hold on to it if they Which, hold on to it cuz there there i do think the movement is a big uh possibility um man it, you know it's it's uh, it's tough because i think the rangers have been bit the past few years now for going for or with what with, with their consensus well, that's not true because obviously Kraftsoff and they go for Leah Sanderson who they, they were sacrificing uh skill for character supposedly in leadership. Didn't work out. They go for Kraftsoff, which uh, I actually liked at the time because it was like a home, it was basically a big swing pick because they felt like, you know, the year before getting Leah Sanderson, they're like, all right, we already got the, we'll have the defensive stalwart. You know, middle six center. So let's go swing on offense. They struck out. Mm. Um, they have a good. Obviously, they they have a good. Uh, well, and they also had Heedle as well. Which having the two first Heedle was a a swing for the fences pick, which they've kind. I I'm, it's looking like a double right now, maybe. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and then obviously going into in the, well also in the craft soft draft, you know, fortunately they get Miller and Lundqvist, uh, Lungfist not here anymore, but that's more about the, 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 that they've actually kind of been successful with their back end. So uh, he ends up getting traded, but Miller is a, Miller's is a, is a huge hit there. So, so yeah, I guess the question is knowing what we know about Chris Drury and the players he likes, we know he likes competitiveness. Uh Brennan Othman, is looking like a pretty at least as of right now is looking like a solid pick in that spot you, you know what i mean he's uh dominated they've let him basically marinate he's basically dominated uh and been a, a key player on championship teams for the world junior championships in for team canada Has now won an ohl championship is and was i think was their leading score uh In the you know in the OHL championships and now is going for Memorial Cup, so I think knowing what I know about them now, I think, or at least how they've been how they've been burned. I when I think about it, you know, you have to imagine Chris Drury. They definitely want a kid who can skate. I know that. I I think you'd have to imagine just how their lack of team speed. They understand that they're yeah, you know, well, and another thing is they're probably going to want someone to go skate. They're also probably, I, you never draft for need, but I think this is, they've put, they basically painted themselves in this situation. I think they've taken so many wingers over the last few years. They need some centers unless they, unless a D man drops, I think they go center. Luckily there are a lot of pretty good centers in this draft and around that spot. Um, you know, I think they're going to take, they're either t- going to take someone who can really skate or they're going to take a, a pure Luke Dubois light type player, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? They'll take like, uh, I, and honestly, I could definitely see them. I think they're pretty happy and, com- and comfortable with their scouting in the, in the, in the CHL and the, you know, in major junior. So I could see them picking, like, uh, Riley Height, who's a center, who plays for the Prince George uh, uh, Cougars. Uh, they could pick, um, what's it, C- Caleb Ritchie, f- who plays for uh, uh, the Oxford Generals. So it's, uh, Generals, Jesus, the Oshawa 67, excuse <laughs> me. I'm, my head is all over the place right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think they're going to, I think the Rangers are going to draft from need in this draft, more so than they have before. And I just, um, I think they're going to go safer. It just seems, just by knowing that they've struck out so much, I think they're going to convince themselves this is a great pick, even though they might be leaving some talent, uh, supposedly. But if they just know that someone plays a very pro-translatable game, I think they're going to go for it, which isn't obviously sexy. But I think, honestly, I, I, you know, because usually us fans want teams to swing for the fences and draft the next, like, oh, surprise, number one center for the next, you know, uh, 15 years. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. And I definitely agree that they're going
1: to be drafting for a a need. I think hopefully they get someone that can skate like the wind, uh, who's, you know, bigger and stronger. And We don't need skill. We don't need, uh, you know, we certainly don't need someone that is, uh softer uh so to speak and you know personally i maybe even a sniper would be nice you know a kid that could you know hopefully in a year or two could slot in you know the third line and you know actually be a scoring threat and bring some scoring depth to our you know bottom six that would be nice but uh yeah we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes obviously as the draft gets closer, the, you know, the rumbling start and, um, you know, what the Rangers will do with that pick. Um, if they don't, could you see them moving back in the draft and not taking someone in the first round? Uh,
0: or like, is it definitely a shoe in where the Rangers, I could see them moving. I could see them moving back, but still remaining in the first round. Okay. Like, if for some reason i'm trying to think uh yeah i don't know uh if, i mean if for some reason i'm trying to think of teams that have multiple first round picks um like if i don't know if <laughs> let's let's say if the, the uh um if let's the montreal canadians are picking at 5 and they're picking at uh, where are they picking again? I think they're picking. They're picking close to the tail end of the first round. I think they pick like five, and then uh, probably like twenty nine or something, twenty eight. Yeah, five and twenty nine. So let's just say, uh, they are willing to part with the fifth round pick and do a pick swap with the Rangers for, say, I don't know, an Alexi Lafreniere type player. <laughs> um. <clears throat> You know, uh, it's possible. I, th- I think the Rangers can move up. I think they can move back if they're like, you know what? If they can get uh, like a high, you know, you know maybe they can get a player early in the second round and then just move back in the first. You know, if Anaheim wants to do, or Columbus wants to do something like that, they would probably think about that if they were that confident in their scouting. But uh, again, I think they're going to do whatever they can to solidify picks that they feel 100% good about. Like when they moved up to get Keandre Miller, they knew that there were teams that were going to take him. Toronto was most likely going to take him as well. Um, and they just, they coveted him. They wanted him and they went for it. And it was a big, it was a big boon for them. It was a big win for the, the Rangers organization. So I think, I think they're going to lean into more of like that. I think, and similarly, Brennan Othman, I think they were just like, look, this kid's a competitor. You know, maybe he's not he's got a lot of plus skills, like maybe he's not the best skater, but he he he's a factor in the games. He he finds a way to be a factor in the games he played and they felt good about it. And that looks right now that looks like an excellent pick by them based on where he was drafted. You know what I mean? So uh, I think they're going to keep going down that road. Yeah, Uh,
1: I've just I pulled up Tankathon and uh, the Rangers, you know, drafting 23rd overall Mm -hmm. uh, from the Oshawa Generals. Uh, I guess it's pronounced Calum Ritchie.
0: yeah Calum Richie yep 6'2 187 pounds yeah he's like uh, he's kind of like it. a like a mini Pierre-Luc Dubois I don't think he's I don't know if he'll ever be as not that Dubois is overly physical but you know what I mean he's a he's a bit of rough and tumble although Richie is too I mean uh, but yeah I mean the Rangers have forever have wanted to have like a big center like that it's you hear it I've been hearing it for, for years and whispers of like, oh, they cover players like this and they never seem to get them. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's like they usually have their middle, you know, obviously with Heedle, it's a little bit different type of player. Um, but, you know, they've wanted like a big Western Canadian rough and tumble winger for us. Obviously, this can influence for forever. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, I I think I agree. I think we do kind
1: of need that. You know, I think we have enough, and not to, nothing against European. I just feel like we have enough of those. Like, I give well, me, I, I just I think it's like again the skill. Like these guys, those Europeans, they're they're. I just you want they're overly skilled, which is fantastic. But there's got to be some sort of balance.
0: Well, I think the problem is I think there's organizations that know how to help those players make that adjustment. That flourish; those players flourish in their system. It's like. Uh, you know, Anton Lundell and, and Sasha Barkov look incredible for the Florida Panthers. You know what I mean? There's comfort there. If you look at uh, look at the Dallas Stars, same thing. But there's other organizations just can't seem to do it. They struggle with that. And the Rangers are definitely one of them where and that's something that's something they're going to have to evaluate, you know, but the same it's the same way. There's other organizations that like, you know, the Detroit Red Wings. Now it's Swedes, but for forever it was it was Russians that they knew how to help them make that adjustment and maximize their potential. And the Rangers just can't do that. You know what I mean? They just, it's, I don't know if it's not one or whatever, or Wayne or whatever, but they just, they struggle there. So, but I think so far they feel like they've, they've, they're happy with their success at uh, finding at least value in the OHL. You know, they're probably happy with Schneider and Robertson uh, and uh, you know, some of their other uh, uh, some of the other players, you know, the, the, at least the, what would you call them? The uh, like the lottery ticket players. They basically take, take have taken in later rounds. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, uh, it, it'll be interesting. And honestly, I think, you know, as Rangers fans, you still forget you have people like Brett Burrard. There's a lot of interesting other prospects that are knocking on the door that it's, it'll be boom or bust for them. They're, you know, they either, they either just make it or they miss by a mile, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean it, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, like a Brett Barrett or a Matthew Robertson kind of emerges in the next few seasons here. And we're just like, Oh, thank God. The Rangers, you know, found that value there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you got anything else, Andy? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, you know, obviously I'm sure we, we do know the Rangers did indeed interview Spencer Carberry. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Arthur Staple. Uh, he has gained a lot, garnered a lot of interest around the league. He's probably, apparently, he's probably the front, front runner for the uh, the Washington job, the Capitals job. Uh, so it was interesting that the Rangers were, you know, you'll, I'll say this, there's also a lot, like I said, we're talking about Patrick Waugh. If the Rangers do interview Patrick Waugh, it would seem like very weird to give him an interview if he wasn't like towards the top of their list, but you keep, you, I keep seeing Lobulette. So there's so much smoke out there. Only really Chris Drury knows what direction he wants to go in or hell, Maybe he doesn't even know. Maybe he feels torn and he just knows if I pick wrong, this is the last coach coach I get to fire before uh, Jim Dolan, you know, sends me out of town. So a lot of pressure. Don't envy the man. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, well, I got nothing for you, Andy. Uh, if you want to sound us off here, uh, Panthers are up 3-2 as we are currently speaking. Do they close it out and sweep the Hurricanes and advance to the Stanley Cup final tonight? I'll leave you with that prediction.
0: Sure. Uh, yeah, it, they get it done tonight. Uh, I know by saying this, I I basically give them the kiss of death, but uh, <laughs> I just, losing Slavin, who's done for the night, such a huge blow, just... And every single Panther's goal is just the prettiest passing play. It's not garbage. It's not like hard fought in front of the net. It's just they're they're just moving the puck. They're just they're basically forcing uh, they're forcing the Canes to be late to every puck, and that just shows that they won't be denied. They they figured it out. They're they're probably the most they push offense better than almost any team in the league at this point right now. And they just, every play they make is a slam dunk, you know, backdoor play. What's like Eric Stahl getting a point on a beautiful assist on this one. So, you know, so I think, I think they do it and they'll have plenty of time to rest up. And uh, I think then honestly, I, I, I'm, my prediction is that the cats get it done tonight. And then as you're listening to this, uh, same thing with, uh, we're going to have two sweeps. Won't that be crazy? Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the Hockey Podcast You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.